Seven, one off the wood. Welcome uh, along. We've you'll notice a few changes in this episode. Not only have we rolled over the structure from last episode, we're going to keep things a bit more formal, but we've also got some epic sound going on. You'll hear if hear that. No, you can't hear it. That's because the sound is amazing. <laughs> yes. I hope so. Anyway, pretty elaborate <laughs> setup, fellas. I got to say. No, so this is it thanks is to um, I've got a shout out to Mark Dayer, whose podcast Once Upon a Time, um, which has been uh, defunct now, but Legend, uh, I was on his podcast a few years ago and he's given us his stuff to, to loan and um, make it sound sick. So hopefully we're sounding good. And uh, we're also sitting down in Perth with uh, our guest today, Harry Fisher, aka at uh, fire to fork on Instagram. You have, uh, are you on, what else are you on? What's on uh, the socials? Yeah, I've got Facebook, I've got a website, I've got all that shit. I've got a like, YouTube channel. And all a YouTube channel? All the, all the goodness. So, all the, you know, all the usual like social media whore channels. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. You got a Tinder, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Tinder profile. Yep. Grinder, whatever you want. Whatever, yeah. You yeah. find fire to fork. many ones. Anywhere. <laughs> Anywhere you want. So, um, no, it's, I think it's going to be interesting. We're going to hopefully get through... Um, learn a little bit about how he's been smashing it on the social media and um, getting a few free products and how that works. We thought about getting some a social media influencer, female variety, flogging gear, but I'm not sure the podcast would last more than a minute or two. Oh, I'm sure they've got some very in-depth in thoughts. <laughs> potentially. Not all of them, but potentially. Yeah. But no, it's good. It's um, pumped to you. It was actually, we were supposed to do this last night, but you've been... I've been an asshole. And you I ended was up... Flaky and, and didn't turn up. Didn't turn up. Because <laughs> I was out in the bush trying to influence. <laughs> 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 what did you do? Where actually were you? I was uh, just out of Payne's Find, uh, middle of nowhere. Uh, so, <laughs> we... we oh, I hate campsites. So, we just like, drove up this big hill because we saw it and it looked cool. Yeah. We're like, let's drive up that. All good. Get to 100 metres from our campsite. And my mate, Salty, goes, what the... What? Do you think your car's dripping? Oh, it was dripping. I blew a transmission line and it just pissed like four litres of fluid all over <laughs> my car. <laughs> lost drive, lost everything. And we're like on top of a freaking like massive hill in the Gascoigne with no one around. I was like, all right, cool. Just tow me to camp. We'll work it out later. Yeah, perfect. Deal with it. Shit on the yeah. road. What are you driving these days? Uh, a 28-year-old Land Cruiser. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> if you're a car nerd, there's a 91 HDJ80 Sahara. So it's, it's a... In maroon. Yeah, in um, brick red. Brick red. <laughs> oh, is that where the name came from? Brick? No, it actually came from Anchorman. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a red Land Cruiser called Ron Burgundy. And then I had another red, red, red Land Cruiser called Veronica Corningstone because it's Ron Burgundy's replacement. Yep. And then uh, I got brick because it was becoming a joke. Yep. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, you didn't think to update to anything more recent? Oh, I think about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to be honest, it's it's that bloody capable and, and tough and I can fix it anywhere and I have fixed it everywhere. Yeah. Because um, it breaks down because it's 28 years old. But also I, I, bro- I broke it. I had a newer car and I broke that a lot too. So it... The cars break. Yeah, it, it just tends to be that the fact that I drive it off road 
for most of its life. It's the problem with four wheel driving, isn't it? Yeah. You've got an expensive thing yeah. that you have to treat badly. Yeah, it really is. I mean, my mate Ronnie has a, um, he bought a brand new cruiser. He's done both diffs. Um, oh, shit. I, I can't even list the problem. He has had just, he's replaced just about everything in his driveline in 150,000 Ks. I mean, it's, and that was a brand new, toughest Land Cruiser they sell. It's just the nature of what we do. My brother brought a Land Cruiser. This is in Northern Tassie. Day one, he took it out on the beach in Olveston, got it, got it stuck. And uh, he's in the, I don't know, he's, he's a paramedic. So he rang his, his mates in the fire. He's like, I need someone to come and pull me out. And they were on their way and they got called to something. So he called his mates and the cops. I need someone to come and help me pull pull me out. They were on their way. Got called to something. No one could help him. Tide came in and killed it and swallowed oh, it up. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Day one, got a replacement. Um, was driving down the road. An old lady went through a stop sign and rode it off. <laughs> so, got, so the insurance company investigated him for fraud, but he, he was fine. Uh, Which is really unlucky. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck it. I don't know. He's unlucky. He's an idiot as well. Um, <laughs> let's back it up a bit. Tell us what what is fire to fork. Okay, you are Mister Fire to Fork. Tell us what it is. And so, fire to fork was. Um, I mean, I could give you a whole bunch of bullshit about, you know, how it was a super organic you know, beginning and whatever. But it actually came out of being on a trip with a guy named Ronnie Dahl, who um, has at the moment the world's biggest overlanding channel, which is crazy. He lives what? in Perth. He's a mate of mine. What's an overlanding? Overlanding means camping out of cars. So okay, right. That's technically, like, that's what I consider to be overlanding. It's, it's this big cult thing in this in the States now and whatever, but, like, it's the only kind of single word I can use to define it. Car camping. Car camping, yeah. Um, so back not of, not back of the arena. overlanding. Back I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and it's mainly about Instagram and patches and bullshit in in the US. But um, in in Australia, it's pretty legit because we've got pretty big distances and it's actually quite tough. Um, now um, we're on a trip, and I was my mum's a chef, so I, I could cook reasonably well. And he kept looking at the meals I was making and he goes, man, I just make the same shit over and over again because <laughs> I know how to make pork roast and I know how to make jaffles. So I make pork roast and jaffles and, you know, have the occasional yeah. curry or something. But that's, you know, getting pretty fancy for me. Um, and I was doing all different things because I get bored easily of, of food. And he goes, you should bloody do like a, an Instagram. I reckon you get, you could get some money out of it. I was like, oh, bugger off. I'm like, you know, what, what do you have to do? He goes, oh. Hit 5,000 followers, you'll get heaps of free shit. And I was like, well, I had this like basically a joke of an Instagram. I can take an all right photo. I worked as a photographer as a uni student and stuff. So I was never, never had an issue with photography. I had this like joke of an Instagram, which was literally like a fake mummy blog about my car <laughs> and what a fat asshole he was. <laughs> I'd like to put my hand up. So I was, I was on board from the beginning. <laughs> I, was, I, I appreciated all the fat asshole jokes. Yeah, yeah. like the shittest the hashtags ever. Your car. Totally, yeah. all, every day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like all about fat shaming my asshole of a son, brick. <laughs> well, so, as a sixty series Land Cruiser owner, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I've been there. Yeah. The non-turbo uh, beast of a thing. Oh, I mean, thankfully the 80 with the turbo has actually got some grunt, but um, but it is still like, it's still a fat, horrible old car. You know? um, uh, handles like a yacht. Um, but anyway, so he goes, mate, yeah, if you did some photos and stuff, he said, also, if you like didn't do shit hashtags and just abuse your car you'd probably you know, be a bit more brand friendly I was like alright I'll give it a go because you know even if I get a few bucks worth of stuff yeah, it kind of makes it worth it I'm, I'm, I'm already ta- I'm already cooking the food I'm already out there camping it was pretty easy it, like it wasn't much of a change so I made a little website and made an account and Within three weeks, I hit a thousand followers, and within, and I basically just went from there. It was about a thousand a week, so a thousand a month, following increase from there, um, and it just sort of snowballed. And as he said, by the time I hit five thousand followers, plenty of people were pretty keen to get on board. So various brands were getting in touch and saying, "Hey, we'd like to give you this and that." The number of shit Chinese camp ovens I had to turn down was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> So you're not a complete sellout. You won't represent just anything. Oh, that's actually a fun one. Um, So uh, selling out is super tempting when you start. Um, But thankfully, I had a bit of guidance from from Ronnie and he basically said, yeah, look, of course, you can get heaps of free shit. Um, But if you, from the beginning, say to brands, I will only work with good brands, they're much more likely to want to work with you long term and actually pay you in the future um whereas if you sell out to anyone who'll give Any you free Tom, shit and harry that's got a yeah carbon. the thing is the other thing was i had everything i needed so i actually didn't really need anything yeah. anything i got had to just be an upgrade and then i'd flog the old shit on gumtree yeah um i've got a lot of shit in my shadow need to flog on gumtree I got five Good. swags. Now. You can you can plug your gum tree at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone needs to buy a swag, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, uh, and then it actually gets a bit more complicated when you get over sort of ten thousand followers. People stop coming to you because they know that you're a bit more savvy. Yep. Um, and you end up going to them. And it works really, it works way better that way. I actually far prefer it. As, as I've gotten bigger, brands have stopped approaching me and I approach brands and say, hey, um, I really like what you've got. Can I please have one? Um, and I'll make sure I tag you in when I use it. And most of them, I think I reckon I get turned down by 5%. five yep. um, the rest of the time I get free shit. Um, and is it just free stuff or like what do you because okay. I, I think and I don't know I might be wrong but the thresholds for say girls on Instagram in bikinis you know I feel like those thresholds are going to be up above 5,000 well, there's like a lot of bikini girls on Instagram there's, there's a lot, not that many people market. out there doing yeah yeah I've doing things for, me, for, cooking food. for me it's a market of one yeah. I don't yeah. cook on gas I only cook on fire yeah, yeah. I'm, I, and, I, and I do recipes that are achievable in like the remote bush yeah so i'm a, i'm the only competition yeah okay <laughs> no one else is doing. so that's key is to have a niche nailed have a real niche and, yeah. it, and it means that i can 
I get to act like people with 50,000 followers because, yep. and, and also because I won't sell out to anyone, it means that I've got a bit of credibility. Like when people, if people are into fire cooking, they are into fire cooking, you know, they, they <laughs> get like right into it. And if they go, oh, well, you know, Harry does it at a sort of a higher level, whatever he's using must be good. Yeah. And like when they're looking for something for fire cooking, they go to me and they check. I mean, yeah. I get about, about 300 messages a week. Um, just people sliding into the DMs getting creepy yeah. or just wanting oh to no just asking <laughs> shit asking fuck everything from what brand is your Akubra to like yep. oh, where, oh probably the most common question oh where's that campsite do you, and, and like do you reply to the DMs I'm oh, just wondering you I respond to probably 70% if someone asks you where the campsite is no way you don't tell them right no yeah. surfing, surfing law saying where's no. this forgot Oh, where's your where's your favourite fishing spot? <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, one thing with the 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 bikini Instagram influencer is that most of her followers are going to be teenage boys that don't want to buy makeup. I don't know and food kits. So, you reckon that's right or not? So I was talking to um, a couple of my female friends about bikini Instagrams. I was like, you know, who the hell's following it? Is it just like blokes perving? And she goes, oh shit, no, I follow all of them. I follow yeah, heaps of them. Yeah. She said, girls just want to know how to look hot. Yep. That's all, like, that's, so what, they're that's what they're following for. They're, they're getting on there and being like, how do I look as hot as you? Yeah. So it's actually mainly chicks. That's so a good it's point. Bo- bo- well, uh, both, I'd say. Oh yeah, they're definitely but most of my mates, and this, you know, my mates aren't teenage boys, <laughs> most of them, <laughs> but uh, following have fully gotten, uh, don't, <laughs> really follow hot chicks on Instagram anymore because yeah. it just I don't I don't follow, I don't follow I don't follow any unless a couple of pro surfers I follow and they just happen to be hot but I respect what they do you know? yeah <laughs> but but I was talking to a guy about it the other night it's like I think people are trying to get away from it because it's it just it encroaches on your life and I, I was talking to this um, a friend of yours actually was who I won't name but he was saying that he was following too many Instagram models and it was affecting his sex life and his relationship because he was just seeing too many hot chicks and he's like I had to I had to get rid of them so maybe you're right maybe it is mainly just yeah it just affects your productivity it definitely does definitely the productivity yeah. I, I um I know when I need to start culling if I'm on the train and I like get on the Instagram feed after work and it's and I scroll through and get embarrassed and like and you get you know yeah. it's okay you've got a bit of surf bit of snow bit of camping you know the, the usual mm. lots of lots of bull riding overnight and then all of a sudden you get like one girl that's fine but if there's three four five girls in a row it's time to yeah. time to assess who you're following I think you need to get just, rid of it just get rid of it completely well now's the time I, I think you need to get your phone out and I'll go through and I'll unfold <laughs> yeah. no I can't allow you that as a single man no, it's not affecting single, my sex life it, at all it, a hundred percent it's affecting your sex life I'd say okay because it's, it's you're raising the bar too high you Nikki need, you need to aim Nikki. a lot lower Nikki was. Nikki yeah, you if you're out there you need to drop your standards you're not, a lot come there's on, a you're reason not. you're single man <laughs> <laughs> not single by choice eh? anyway, we digress <laughs> we digress shit I reckon was right. should be an Instagram influencer bikini, so bikini, said, just to not digress you're like you're going a thousand <laughs> followers a week, a month. A month. Um, Sorry, I a was month. over summer. To, to begin with, crashed. What do you think was driving that? Um, oh, anytime I collaborated with anyone, that is huge. Because I always, uh, not always, I, I got when I say collaborate. It's such a 
fucking wanky word, but it's, it's, the it's only it, reason, means, it means go on trips. Yeah, it's the only reason we had so you, you in you're here. You're doing trips with... I'm collaborating with you now. You that's know. right. And um, our 150 followers will be... Skyrocketing. And if yeah. they're not... take my beers back (laughs) yeah um so uh you know i go away with my mate ronnie and i went away with with graham cahill um and i mean if i go away if i go away with ronnie um or i do a video with ronnie i'll get oh five to eight hundred that week who's ronnie ronnie dahl he's the guy who's he's he's graham Ronnie Dahl R-O-N-N-Y D-A-H-L he's I think he's got about 80,000 yeah or something Dahl about power Um, and he's um, (laughs) and he's he's like he's a full time YouTuber it's crazy yeah Um, he used to be a tradie and he was a steel fixer yeah Um, and he just had some good camera gear and a sweet Land Cruiser yeah and Started this, you know, just started putting up videos and it just absolutely snowballed and, and like he got massive really quickly. Um, and now it's his full time job. Yeah, he sold his company and just so does this. For some Looks context, like he cruises around with his family, Ronnie Dahl. I'm just looking at him here. Yeah, he does, he does a bit, yeah. yeah. 75,000 followers. There you go. So, for some context, like you obviously had full time job working on the terrace mm-hmm. city. And this yep. was your part-time gig. You oh, love to go camping, and I, you know, yeah, as having fun. known you for a while, you're camping every opportunity. Yeah, that you have, and take a good photo, and get it up. Find your little niche, little inspiration from Ronnie. Yeah, and and that's it. And then, like, it, it's just snowball. Because well, I think when we first caught up, you literally had a couple of you know thousand followers. And you're like, oh yeah, I've given this, I've given this sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, well, there are certain companies that are really easy. Um, I, I, Red Arc is one of the easiest companies ever to get shit from. <laughs> Name um, and shame. Yeah, no, 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 which is awesome because they get, they get like some of the smaller people um, on board and give them mm. a real boost. You know, it's it's really inspirational to yeah. get to, for someone to go, hey, I really appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. Do you want some stuff? Like we'd we we'd really like to associate ourselves with you, and you're like Red Arc. Holy shit, you guys are huge. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm honoured. And they send you tons of stuff. Mm. Um, Basically, just go through the website and be like that, 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 and they send it all to you. And they probably, I think they send me about four and a half grand worth of stuff. Um, and I only had you know, five thousand followers or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, but then there are other companies that are like, you know, that they'll say, oh, you know, shit, oh, we're gonna send you a two hundred dollar pair of boots. Um, if you could just tag us in three posts and if these are your captions and I'm like, you can stick your boots up your ass. Yeah, you're not going to... Because people are going to smell her out pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, and you, just like that ruins my credibility. I don't want boots that badly. Yeah, you wouldn't say that to Reginald Murray himself though, if he was That's still nice around. boots you're wearing. And Thank who, you, yeah. You got Blun- there, you got Blunstone. Blunston. <laughs> so Blunnies were great. For example, Blunnies, Blunnies actually said to me... Um, uh, hey, we'd like to gift you a pair of boots. Ching, just made a little. And I just yeah, yeah, I can hear the <laughs> dollars actually. But like Blunnies just go, hey, we'd like to gift you a pair of boots, and they just gave some to my fiance as well. And um, the, but they said gift, no strings attached. Yeah. I don't have to put a photo up. I don't have to do anything. But now the way just, that works is I will put a photo up because I, you know, I, I'm not going to put up a photo saying, like, oh, Blunnies anyway. are bloody great. I've been but, using, yeah. I've been wearing Blunnies for pushing ten years. So. I was very happy with that. And what it was, was I tagged them with my old fucked out pair of blunnies and they sent me a nice shiny new pair and said, thanks for, 
thanks for the support. Yep. I said, oh, thank you very much. Um, now, if I take an absolutely cracking photo with my blunnies, I can, blunnies will then have the right, well, I will not, not have the right. Blunnies can then say to me, and I've got like a, a Dropbox account with them. I put all my photos with blunnies in them. They'll come to me and say, hey, can we buy a photo? So sure, 200 bucks. <clears throat> you can buy yep. that photo um, for non-exclusive or if they want exclusive rights, it's 500 bucks, all that kind of stuff. So, because yeah. um, exclusive is a pain in the ass. It means I can never use that photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But which is, the brands don't want that. They want you to use that photo. Yeah. But, but I'll give them semi-exclusive so it's I won't sell it to anyone else. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. So it gets a little bit complicated, but the way you make money is selling your photos. Don't sell posts is the biggest bit of advice I can give to people because holy shit, as soon as you have to put posts up and have to put stories up, oh, you know, thanks so much to bloody this and that. To, for... It's so obvious, isn't it? You yeah, just look so like a sellout, obvious. which we'd like to look... We're, we're happy to look like sellouts. <laughs> But it is though, because I mean, I follow a lot of of um, backcountry skiers, and that is one of the most gear heavy um, things there is. Yeah, and and you're looking to find out. Like, I want to know what bindings they're using, what skis they're using. I just want to know what they're using. They don't need to get on there and say, "Hey, this is uh, so and so," and they've given me this. It's like these guys are out there doing crazy shit. Yeah, whatever they're using is good. They don't need to really pump it up. You just need to be able to know that that's what they're using. Yeah, and that's why I tag products in my posts. Mm. It's actually because otherwise everyone just asks me. It's easier to just to tag it and they can click the post and go, oh, cool, that's a you know Red Roads fire pit, whatever. Um, it, it's otherwise, shit, otherwise I've got to answer every bloody DM. Well, that's right. Do you, um, speaking of sliding into DMs, yeah. how many proposals? How many? Go on. No, no proposals. Plenty of people who, oh man, the, the huge one is, hey, do you want to go camping? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go camping? Should we go? Do you want to go camping? Girls or guys? Both. 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs> and do you want to go camping? <laughs> yes. Just yes. not with you. <laughs> with my mates. <laughs> that's, that's pretty loose sort of for a girl to just hit up a random guy yeah it's camping. pretty loose like you want me to take you out into the middle of nowhere and you don't really know me yeah. they're like fuck yeah just make yeah. sure you do. okay yeah. Yeah, let's go <laughs> just make sure you tag the shovel yeah. <laughs> this so, is your shovel you'll take we, a photo of you using like, it you're scared <laughs> I have to leave here alone man <laughs> I think there's groupies in every industry I think mm-hmm. there's more male to male groupies you reckon would, how, well, I would just yeah. say most of your DMs are going to be from guys man I've yeah, the guys are pretty full on. <laughs> God, what, what's the most? I've had no, no. So like, not not. So the DMs aren't as bad. I mean, like, I get a fair few being, you know, hey, you want to go camping and you know, cook. <laughs> when are you cooking me dinner and shit? And I'm like, okay, this is good. Um, but nice, nice pork. But I, I've had a few people running towards me on the beach. Not even talking to... Like, they, they get to the car and I'm like, Jesus, is this guy all right? Fuck. And he's just like, Harry! And he just turns around and just takes a selfie with me. And I was like, nice to meet you too. I've made it. <laughs> but I was it. like, that's full on. Like, Imagine, like, the, like, real famous people just I can't non-stop imagine. all day long. It's like, I know you. I There's know no you, conversation yeah. either. The, not hey nice to meet oh man I've you know I've been following you on Instagram that's you know really cool which is 
you get a lot of that but but just the full-on actually running up and like before they even get to me back to me selfie camera out like yes have you um can you imagine if LB Mangles had an Instagram page? <laughs> Can you imagine like LB Mangles as the the Graham influencer of the you know the book? Um, Who's I hope LB they Mangles? serve. Oh, I hope fuck. they serve beer in hell. I hope they serve beer in Max hell, right? Tucker. So Max Tucker, Tucker or Tucker Max, Tucker, whatever his yeah, name. Yeah, You've Max, read yeah. that, haven't you? Tucker Max. The I hope they serve beer in hell. Basically, this guy no. started writing shagging stories, and then then like He's people found writer. out about oh, it oh I think I've heard you talk about it but people I'm found out about it I haven't seen the movie it's but good. they so they find out about it and then girls started like finding out when he was at a party and turning up wanting to be in his blog or in his stories and it, it's outrageous the half, first half of the book sounds legit the second half is just completely outrageous they put a movie out and his marketing scheme for the movie was his marketing team started campaigns to get the movie banned from cinemas and <laughs> and that was the classic so they ran these campaigns and then it made huge press like all across America and then of course all the kids who it was aimed at were like we're going to see this movie see it's this. banned in my state I want to see it blah 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 yeah. and it went nuts and whatever and like, you can't have yeah, yeah yeah of course so that was his own marketing strategy absolutely genius that's very genius but we should try and get this so podcast banned what can we talk about to really <laughs> get a banned we've got a few episodes like that we haven't released that we should just, just start release them on them. Bulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they get banned <laughs> very quickly we just, we just so, gotta like get some you know some like hardcore toxic masculinity and mm, like yep. Muslims and you know all the good stuff yeah we haven't covered Muslims so Muslims is quite masculine and it borders on toxic I'd say so <laughs> 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 no, like, just joking. There's a lot of beard in this room, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of masculinity, you know, all right. I quite like hanging out with Harry because he makes me feel okay on on the you know in the city, the the unkempt. Was you've got chin. the most kempt beard at the moment? I've seen at the moment, yeah, and yeah. I've recently shaved mine off, and it's only coming back. But the reason I shaved mine off is because you were giving me shit the other week for having a neck beard. So yeah, it goes all the way down. And so I, I shaved the neck off, and yeah. I, I went to Mel, my partner, and it's like. What do you think about this? He's like, are you fucking joking? I was like, no, no, I'm not joking, but this is what Woz does. So I was like, she's like, no, you look fucking ridiculous. So I had to shave the whole thing. So I had to shave off. Okay. How high did you go up? Are we just, talking just to there? You, that's the, you've done well there. That's yeah, the key. People go to the jawline as bad. It's, it's, it's jawline to your... What, yeah. The, the, the but I, I, I think I was doing it with a... a hair clipper thing yeah. and I think I just the, the lines weren't straight either so oh yeah but it's not me I'm a neck beard guy you are a neck beard <laughs> yeah, like, you guys both look wonderful look at this that's where it stops <laughs> yeah but yeah. It, it looks see Line I joins up. I think yeah, I, you, I went too high you've literally got hair yeah. from your f- head to your top it goes on. over the lats over the lats and down the back yeah yeah, yeah. like you have head sort of my balls actually my all the way yeah. to your can toes can I just clarify this though and we could, could just put your chin up I went too far, yeah. No, yours stops at your That's natural. Apple. I don't a- cut that. Bullshit. I don't have chest hair. Why not? Just for Where is those... It? Oh, no, I just leave a, a couple around hairs. my nipples. What? So I just don't have Shirt's chest hair. coming off. It doesn't have chest hair. Yep. Well, so that's fine. You've fault. naturally got I've a naturally manscaped got, beard. Yeah. Fuck, that's unfair. That's good <laughs> Mine just connects straight down to my dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have a hairy back though, which is like everyone so goes. Weird. Oh, do you wax your chest? I'm like, yeah, no, I just leave a few around the nipples and like six in the middle. <laughs> a couple of no, I don't have fucking chest hair. <laughs> Damn, it. Damn it! 
I'm going the hidden mustache of. I wouldn't like, say it's hidden. <clears throat> no, it's it's there. It's, it's, it's like because if you shaved the if I shaved the sides, then it's a mustache, and you know I don't need to be accused of those sort of things. <laughs> so I just it wouldn't be a false accusation. Keep it there. I, I agree with what you're doing with the moustache, but I, I think you should get let it get a bit more unkempt. I've seen you've straightened the edges there. Yeah. Um, are you? That was lazy. I did this on Sunday. You've... This was my in the change rooms before I walked I out think to work. Straightening the top line of your beard, like next, that's a real. Oh, I, just, I just think um, like a Greek. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Australian. Yeah, but, but and fair enough for them because otherwise it joins up their eyebrows. Well, that's right, they've got to do it. <laughs> so you've got the gaps. I, I did one strip down here today so that my neck beard doesn't join the back of my neck. Oh, wow. To keep them separate things. Oh, that's it. That's just that was, that's as lazy as it gets. Down. You know, what kind of the objectification are women doing of men that we have to do this sort of stuff to our bodies we should be able to just let it grow out naturally yeah. and not have to concern ourselves yeah I mean like I, I spend a great beard. I spend minutes every week I spend minutes every two months shaving my beard off <laughs> <laughs> I look, I look I spend a lot of time shaving my head <laughs> yeah. I spend a minute every twice few days. a week doing, doing the beard twice a week twice a week yeah that's too often I'm Monday I'm lucky and, every and what are you gay Monday Wednesday Thursday <laughs> one of those he's single yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got a I'm in the he's up, I'm he's up basically up to female standards of, of like yeah. hair maintenance that's right yeah that's who I am these days I can't <laughs> I can't go back to my my uh, Malcolm Douglas days you know that was great Just let it roll so we've got the TV yeah, playing in the background here. We've got... Les Hiddens. Les... Bush Tucker Man. Hiddens, is it? Hiddens. Les Hiddens, the Bush Tucker Man. He's... I grew up with him. Oh, he's Every, I think it was between Friday nights or Wednesday nights or something. He's eaten a bit of bream by a stream. I think this is Northern Territory, I want to say, because he made that camp that he just lives in for the wet season. Like an camera. absolute legend. So loves, he, loves I, I grew up with Elby Mangles. Well, Mang was obviously legend, but Malcolm Douglas. And, I, and Les Hiddens, but I didn't know his name. Like, yeah, okay. I, I knew his name was like, Les because yeah, but because oh, I remember as a kid thinking the Bush Tucker man has a girl's name. But that's oh, oh, okay. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I thought that Leslie. when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, okay. Yeah, sure. Since been now, educated that it's he's a, got a, a very unique hat style. It's a it's great. It's a wedge that comes back like. I, don't, I, don't I, I think I remember him. I'll probably fuck this up, but I'm pretty sure it was something about the way the water runs off it. Which makes no sense because it would just go onto your face. But. <laughs> yeah, he likes it. It's like a veranda. Yeah. <laughs> it caves more. Isn't, and then he just he fill up his little yeah, probably. travel mug or something. Yeah, he just sits there and puts all of his sweat into his mug. Well, you were saying Harry's got a, he's got a Instagram now. He must he be does. like, what, 60, 70? Yeah, he's put on a few kilos, not living on fucking bush tucker anymore. Yeah. <laughs> not, just, not the keto witchy grub diet. <laughs> He's more about the bacon eggs. <laughs> Worth a follow though. Oh, 100%. And they're, all, they're just all of his old photos and nothing new. It's, it's like the back catalogue of film photos. He's obviously scanned them. Do you reckon it's him? Yeah. Oh, it's 100% him. Yeah, it's him. Yeah, it's him. It. Maybe awesome. someone's paid him for it. And then they said, can we use all your old photos? Here's Xbox. Could nah. be a sellout. Nah, it's him. Like the, 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 the captions are like I just can't imagine textbook him. Well, no, he fucks it up. He's horrible with technology. So he puts all oh. he puts all the descriptions as a comment. Oh, good. Like, so it's, it's definitely it's him. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing professional about this account. All right. <laughs> Bush Tucker Man underscore Bush Tucker. Les Hiddens. Yeah, look at that. It's bloody great. 
official Bush Tucker Man account. Some photos from my personal album taken over the years collecting Bush Tucker and during oh. the Bush Tucker Man TV series. Hell yeah. Archer River, his third photo back. Shout out to Brad O'Brien, Archer River. You know what I'm talking about, Bradley. Is that Cape York? Enough said. Enough yeah. said? You don't want to... No, um, that's a story I don't want to indulge in. Please, we can always cut it I out would, later. I want to hear more about you. We can your... always cut it out later. Was we... you were telling me the other day when we were having coffee about that girl who bloody... Fuck, we, <laughs> we didn't get through the rules with Harry. Continue the question, but... <laughs> Continue the question. <laughs> Continue the question. <laughs> that girl who was bloody pseudo brought up by Albie Mangles. Oh, no. Not even... She's fucking got a podcast now as well, and she's... Tell us this story. Tell us this story. I don't this know the not, This is not fair. So, friend of mine, Georgie Parker, not the um, country not, practice Georgie Parker. Oh, um, Georgie Parker played on the Aussie hockey team um, for a few years. Yep. And now she's playing at Collingwood. She's like on their list and doing a lot of their promo stuff. Um, and it's like she, her, her um, expertise is media and what have you. So she's on a few shows, does, does those sort of things. Anyway, they just... She's got an Instagram, a, a podcast with Sportsbet. Oh, really? That. Yeah, just recently started like two weeks ago. I downloaded an episode. I haven't listened yet. Um, I don't want to give it a shout out. It's, uh, I can't actually remember what it's called. But anyway, Georgie, oh, we're hanging out and she's like telling me her mum used to date LB Mangles. I was like, what do you mean? Like, like they, you know, went on one date. She's like, no, no, he turns up regularly like at their house. He'd, he'd be like in the Philippines and then he just arrive back at their house it's the like, coolest thing it's like the fucking coolest thing I was like oh my god so you're I'm like pseudo... we need to be friends so she's from South Australia originally and like how's this bloke by the way this... I love this old bloke it's been his pipe this old, old, original old Aboriginal bloke at the thing <clears throat> uh, smoking it... so LB Mangle's like the, the ultimate hero he, he he seemed like all his videos were just so ad hoc and he always had this bird with him like just a girl different every season or every episode it was just a girl just a different girl cruising around and then like the car would break down and he'd see someone mustering fly past and he'd be like oh wave him down leave like the girl one particular episode <laughs> leave the girl with like a local aboriginal tribe who he'd run into who looked after him <laughs> and then like disappear in the chopper then go and buy another chopper and like come back and collect her and then they'd fly off and hang out on the beach for the rest of the episode it was just like <laughs> and then we'd, we'd come back and fix the car like skin a crocodile and turn that into a fan belt and then like, <laughs> <laughs> the guy was just was so outrageous like bush and mechanics bush mechanics style. yeah and oh, and they're just... like and even oh, I could talk to my mum and she knew you know Elby's girls like knew the names like they were the they were like heroes of her time sort of thing is that Georgie so her Georgie. podcast is called That's What She Said That's What She Said so it's a sports bet um, potty right oh you talk oh. about selling out you're sponsored by sports bet you might as well get your money straight from the devil uh, yeah well I've, I'm paying for paying her wages does I she want to come and <clears throat> chat to us one episode do you reckon? sure she's um, her husband lives over here husband don't worry about it then um <laughs> <laughs> And um, but she's in Melbourne <laughs> playing. Can we, can we have a tin break? Yeah. Mash bro. Yeah. All right, quick tin break. And speaking of tins, we are taking off the wood tonight. That sounds real gay. Can you not say it? So like that? we've been through this. Yeah. It's one off the wood, which is taking a cold beverage off a wooden bar. It's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. It's not taking one a line of wood, cocaine yeah. off a hard cock. No. It's not that. No. No, not at all. No, not, not anything. After. Just saying off the wood. Yeah. Uh, anyway, 
one off the wood. So no, I've got beating off the wood. <laughs> You're allowed to have one off the wood. Yeah, people have got sick minds. It's not our fault that people have twisted thoughts. But anyway, I've got an honest ale, which is Taj Burrow, ex professional surfer. Um, it's there. They, I guess they're brewing it. Who is it? There's a few of them. Yeah, him and um, Jay Davies, I think, and other people. It's okay. It's not as good as the other pro surfer made beer, Bolter. Bolter. Oh, that's a cracker. Yeah. The XPA is absolutely beautiful. It's a ripper. So I think that one craft beer of the year. Yeah. Last year, whoever gives those awards out. Did, did it? Does it get that because of the advertising? Yeah. I've drunk one of them. I can't remember which one it is, but. Like they were tasty, beautifully advertised. Advert- yeah, that's got to come into it. But um, beautiful beer as well. Yeah, so, the XPA yeah. is is a really, really, really genuinely nice beer. Nice. Fucking expensive though. Four pack Fucking for like twenty five yeah. bucks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I bought a carton of it because I was a bit pissed. Oh, geez, someone's doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was a sixteen pack. And it was like it's not bucks. even a carton. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that. I nearly did the same bed. thing. <laughs> all right. What have I done? Rush. But it's bloody good. So anyway, I'm rocking that. Um, I've got a, got there? I've got a mountain goat. It's just called goat. It's a standard mountain standard goat. Standard mountain goat, which is a some sort of a pale ale. It's pretty nice actually. They're Fifty bucks a carton. They're good. Victorian. Uh, I thought it was New South Wales. It could be that, mountain but goat. I'm probably mountain goat talking shit. So um, there's a mountain goat brewery in Richmond. Yeah. Are they not from South Australia? No, it is Richmond. Yeah. Vic. Yeah. There you go, Richmond. Yeah. And North I've Richmond. got um, so your WA. I've got the um, Mash Brewing. That's a cracker. Session Indian Pale Ale. Six pack. It was on special. Um, bottle O on Beaufort Street. It was a ripper. So this is a uh, West... Swan Valley. Swan Valley I'll vouch for this one because it's... That's a very nice beer. It's delicious and the can's pretty cool. It's got a bearded man on there. Looks a bit like Tate, actually. He looks a fuckload like Tate, actually. He does look like Tate. Mm. <laughs> He's got dolphins coming out of his beard. Well, it looks heaps like Tate. That's psychedelic artwork, actually. Yeah. I like that a lot. I didn't realise that. I love the big cans. Yeah. Think about the cans though. Everyone's really I'm, I'm, going I'm all, all out with the can design at the moment. Yeah. I think the stubbies are getting left behind, but someone will eventually realise that they can do the same sort of thing with stubbies. Because there's more like real estate on a can, isn't there? Yeah, there's more real estate, yeah. but also I think that... Uh, I actually think I'm all for the the promotion of cans because they, they you can fit more in them they're easier to transport they're easy like it, it cuts down your whole tr- your whole logistics of everything they don't smash you know they're better yep. for can you fit more in your fridge they're you can crush them down they're, I reckon I'm all for they're cool um, you can cool, recycle they're, them they're cool. as well also they don't get affected by UV so you can leave a can in the sun unlike a bottle a bottle will go off in a few days as a can will just get warm oh, and hot it'll it's warm not, up with the not you don't get the UV that, that, mm. that balls what's it better up. for the environment glass or aluminium I have no see idea. I think thro- the glass is just sand you just yeah I think sand. if you were to throw a bottle into the environment it's inert it doesn't mm. leach anything and it's yeah Yep. Yeah, and it's, it's annoying. It breaks. It's annoying. You stand you on it. I get that, but for the environment, you just like you throw a bottle on the beach. It's going back to where it was came from. Yeah, yeah. so we well, shouldn't I mean, be throwing uh, our bottles on the beach. On the beach, I was in here. the water, preferably so they roll around and you can't see them. Listening to, I can't remember. I can't remember who it was that was telling me that um, when they were on out of the Abrolhos, these guys who live out there a lot of the time, they just smash their bottles on the side of the boat. And it just goes to the bottom. And chuck them in the ocean. And yeah. back to whence it came. Yeah. Which you, no, I wouldn't recommend it, but I can kind of see why they do it. Well, Nan's friends, they had a um, 
a device like a cylinder that they whack in the fire and once it got to a certain temperature you put your can in the top just melt it and down and it melts mm-hmm. it down so rather than burning I've done that yeah so they oh, melt true. down and then you take out at the end your aluminium yep or okay, you get a to take you get a hot out. enough fire the can's gonna melt I've down I've got anyway. a fantastic yeah, but rather than just leaving small, half burnt cans in it I, I've made a big um, we made a big cock shape in the ground in the sand Good. and I have a big aluminium cock at home yeah what oh, okay. really Legitimately, like we, we we drank. I think we had put 120 cans into this steel bucket. Yep. On a trip, got it really hot. Got the fire really hot. Melted all these cans. Holy shit! They take up, like they just turn into nothing. Yeah. Um, I would say 120 cans turns into probably the equivalent of three cans, full cans. Yeah. Okay. And we just. I just like carved a cock into the sand, and we just poured the thing into the sand, and it just set. And what, we have this big aluminium yeah, cock. What do you up. do with it now? It's in my drawer. No, okay. yeah, it's next not, to the bed. Just for fun. Quick, quick, uh, <laughs> quick access. <laughs> do you think in, uh, in a thousand years' time, once an asteroid hits the Earth and we're all gone, the next lot of humans, mining will be so much easier. Like if you start mining where people used to live, you're just going to pull up gold, aluminium, and it's going to be way easier for them. It's just yeah. going to be there, ready to go. As, Steel. Lo- as long as you're ready for yeah, lots you just of different types. Sort it. What's that? Yeah, as long as you're ready for lots of different types of Yeah, yeah, of as long as you've got some good sorters. You don't actually have to refine anything. It's it's done. Yeah. Upcyclers. Is that the case? So there's going to be a small population so, that survive yeah. the asteroid, and, and then, they're not going to have to mine because it's all on the surface. Yep. So Recyclers. Actually, we're actually doing a favour for future generations by trashing, Leave and it. even plastic... Leave it on the surface. Dig up all the plastic and melt it down and make petrol. Melt it down and make petrol. <laughs> Does that work? Yeah, we, you can use old car tires. Oh, the, yeah, there's a good business doing that. Yeah, I, actually, I, I restructured it. You did, did you? Yeah, we, we did the reverse takeover. It was what are they called? What's the business? Pearl Global. Yeah. Um, that's a great business. They, they get tires, which are obviously like a waste product. Something like 90, 90 or 95% of tires in Australia get just put in a landfill. Yep. And these guys have a free product that they get, tyres, put it through this machine and it converts it into pure carbon, which they use for like industrial purposes for lubrication, Um, either diesel or like the equivalent is kind of a, sorry, sorry, yeah, either degreaser or like, sorry, this, whatever the base of degreaser and brake cleaner and stuff is, some sort of a cleaning product or or they can convert it to diesel. um, And then the steel from the belts gets melted down and that comes out as pure steel so bloody good bit of kit yeah and it's completely self-sustaining really well I just bought a billabong wetsuit which is made from recycled tyres hmm Uh, no neoprene in it I don't know it says that it's it's made from recycled tyres it's rubber Patagonia are making wetsuits without neoprene in them yeah. I don't exactly What's neoprene understand. Made Apparently, from? neoprene is bad for the environment. The way they make it, or well, I don't know much about neoprene. I assume it's just a rubber that's got certain properties. But um, yeah, anyway, Billabong have sold me a wetsuit, telling me it's made of car tires. Um, mm. It's not the best wetsuit I've ever owned, but it certainly does the job. <laughs> <laughs> the water so, pools in the in the bottom lock. of the leg when you get out of the water. Yeah, um, that's the bead locking into your ankles. Is a car thing, but that's oh, nice. <laughs> Harry got it. That's yeah, it's too. That's beyond me. That one. That's take take the valve out, mate. Yeah, right. you need it. Anyway, fuck. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> oh my goodness.
goodness. Um, tell us, Harry, what's... All right, you mentioned that you're not going to tell, tell people about your camping sites, but, like, where is the sickest spot in WA to go camping? And, you know, I've got a trip planned, and I'm hoping that you're going to say it. But... I'll, I'll give you a vague area, but... Um, yeah. So, the best place I've ever been camping is this beach that my fiance and I nicknamed Itchy Sunset because <laughs> it was fuck loads of sand flies. Sandy crack. Oh, sorry. But itchy Sunset. Yeah. Itchy Sunset because mm. it was like shit loads of sand flies, but it was so epic. And the place permanently looked like it was at sunset because it had pink rocks. Yeah. It was epic. And um, if you go to Columbaroo and then you go north from there, yeah, you have to educate so, other people right. where Columbaroo is. Okay, so Columbaroo is halfway between Broome and Kununurra. It's on the very north is coast. Is Kununurra further north? Yeah, so it's Broome? near the NT border. Okay, so it's... Well, it, wait, it's, it's, wait, it's Broome it's, to Kununurra? Halfway between the, Broome the and The Kimberley Kununurra. is between them. Yeah. Do you mean... That's, so in that's, the middle of the You've just given an area twice the size of Victoria that has 23,000 people living there. Yeah. yeah. But I said north of Columbaroo. So, there's only one road to Columbaroo. <laughs> so, in between Broome and Kununurra, I'm giving you a, like an... Yeah, yeah. An anyway, so it's actually about halfway. Okay. Pretty yeah. much halfway. Yeah. Columbaroo is a little community up there near Mitchell Falls, past Mitchell Falls. Yeah. You go north from there. Yeah. Into like the sticks. Yeah. Um, and there are a few beaches up there and they are incredible. So, you go head straight north from Columbaroo. I think I found, found the spot you're at. There's past, past Pago Mission. Yeah. All right. Looks good. Sand flies though. So bring your deet. Bring your deet. And also, um, it's one of the, it's, it's a, either wake up, oh no, you can't, because you can't swim there because it's full of crocodiles. Like you'll die for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sand flies, crocodiles. This sounds fucking it's sick. About 400 hours drive from anywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <sounds> mint. <laughs> so sleep in. Make, yeah. make sure you got lots of shade because you're going to sleep in because the sand flies are ferocious between seven <laughs> and nine. Have you had any crocodile run-ins? Um, yeah. Yeah. So my folks had a station up north um, near Derby and I the worst we had was um, my old man said, oh, you should go swimming. You know, let's go swimming here. And I was like, yeah, cool, cool. Jumped in the Fitzroy and... Um, where are we talking at the moment? The so uh, near near Derby, so it's it's uh, four hundred k's east of Broome. Okay, I think about about that. And that's the Derby River. So it's the Fitzroy River. Fitzroy River. near Derby, yeah. yeah. Um, so we weren't swimming there, and then about six hours later, two kids were eaten by crocodiles, and we were kids. Yeah, loose. <laughs> Damn. That's probably. <laughs> and then the other one was actually Dad, on the Dad. on the <laughs> so same let's go river. swimming. <laughs> on the same river. We went uh, 2016 and I was fishing. We went, oh yeah, no, it looks pretty good there. And these people walked down. Oh, I'd just come back, I'd just come back from fishing on this sort of a spit out in the middle of the Fitzroy and um, these people went, geez, you guys see the crocodile that was just sunbaking out in that spit? And I was like, what? what, so what I what, don't look that much like a crocodile. What, what, when was this? And they went, oh, it's about four hours ago. I was like, oh, cool. I've been there for three hours. Yeah, it's, the thing with Shit. crocodiles, like people were scared of sharks in WA because they do actually eat people occasionally. Mm. And I'm all about the rogue shark theory. I don't think it's sharks in general because if they wanted to eat sharks people... Sharks are dickheads, right? If they, they eat, wanted to eat people, they'd turn up to cot any day of the week, 
pick someone off the beach and they'd be happy. But crocodiles are fucked. They're just like, dicks. If you're in the water with a crocodile, they it's going to try and eat you. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, going to try and eat you. Shark so, will come and have a look and it just like has sharp teeth and it wants to, happens to hurt you because yeah. like, that's how it tests things. Yeah, but the crocs are crocs like, this is it, I'm on you. here, I've waited. There was um, Shark in is Darwin like a- last week, they had the Adelaide River croc tour and they two-deck a little ferry thing and they take people on it and they hang stakes over the side of this thing and the crocs wind up and they jump vertically out so they like drop their tail in and then just go two big pumps yeah. and boot out of the water and go the bloke fell in the tour guide <laughs> fell in the fucking river <laughs> no, he didn't die did he get eaten? Did he? no he did get eaten off, off the, fell off the second um, the top tier yeah. somehow into the river and the quote from like some punter that was on the boat was like yeah we really got our money's worth when the guide fell in <laughs> <laughs> but he had, so well, we did that when we were Jesus. kids driving around Australia we went to the jumping crocodiles yeah, where they just hang a bit yeah. of, hang a bit of meat yeah. off the second level yeah somewhere up there in Northern Territory but yeah Humpty Doo that's, they, they, that's that's crazy that they get that far out of the water it's powerful yeah, do you know about the they're, mud crab they're crazy the mud, mud crab mud, mud crab story out there no yeah there's a bloke he's fishing down um, he's not allowed to fish there for mud crabs so he's down there and um the fisheries man jumps out the bloody bush and he's like, seeing what you've done there? Fishing for mud crabs, aren't you? And he's like, oh, shit. And he's like, no, 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 um, this is my, uh, this is my, my pet mud crab. <laughs> Just taking him for a swim. He's like, right, you're taking your pet mud crab? Yep, taking him for a swim. So he puts him, he's like, yeah, watch. He puts him in the water. He goes, yeah, go off for 10 minutes. He'll come back. So sitting around waiting for 10 minutes and, 10 minutes goes by and the bloke fisheries man's like where's your where's your pet mud crab and he's like what mud crab <laughs> <laughs> good you could <laughs> can you use that with abalone do you reckon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's that's very diverse I like that yeah. So whenever you hear me say what mud crab, you're not what mud crab? What mud crab? <laughs> we're, we're always like, like you know, you, you're sitting there like with a fire and something, yeah. <laughs> you know, in somewhere slightly dodgy. You just like, range of times up, yeah, what mud crab? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not my Kiss part. a few girls at the pub like that. <laughs> what mud what crab? What mud crab? <laughs> no, no. What's we're he fine. getting Let's into here? Bush tucker man's whooping into something. Oh, that's, uh, that's a bush banana. A bush banana. Oh man, I'm obsessed with bush bananas. I've been chasing bush ban- a, a real bush banana in the bush for like. You want massage four make years? banana cry? <laughs> make I've been chasing one for like four years and I have never found one. <laughs> I'm a shit bush tucker man. Yeah right. Well, he's cool. Oh, he's up. got a bunch. He hasn't oh yeah, them. I know. Arsenal. He's just showing <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, but he didn't find them. These guys found them. Yeah. The local indigenous. Very dark. Them and the mud crabs. So do you find um, in WA, so being from Vico and he's from Tassie, that... Oh, he does wages. Um, indeed. Uh, you can't really tell. Jesus. No like, mud crab. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the, what mud crab? But, but the, uh, the like, kilometre, like, your calibration in Western Australia is just completely out the window. Yeah. Because when, you know, growing up in Vico, you used to go surfing, it was like, oh, an hour and 15 minutes to Phillip Island an hour and 15 pretty much to the surf coast anywhere yeah. further Warrnambool was out of the question 
like two hours to Wilson's Prom was where I'd drive. And that was like a long drive. You'd never go there for a day trip. Yeah. And then living here for seven years, but like after a year, it was like we'd go to Mark's for a day trip. Yeah. Places. And now with rodeo, I'm doing five <clears throat> hours on a weekend. For Easter, we went, we drove 12 hours. I went 400 k's past Kalgoorlie, like east of Kalgoorlie, just for two days of rodeo. Like we went to Newman. Like your calibration in WA is out the window. Oh, completely. You just do k's. And I noticed this. We went for a surf a couple of years after being moving over here. We went to um, 13th Beach. It was like there... It was a stinky... We took your fucking... What was the laser? You're talking about me and you. Yeah, we went in the laser when it had no air con. Fuck knows why we didn't take my car. But it had no air con. It was 40 degrees. We surfed 40s, which is rare in Victoria. It was ridiculous. No, that was when... Because I had this shit Ford laser wagon and the heater stopped working. There wasn't no air con. So I picked you up in the morning and you've jumped in in a t-shirt. I was like, oh. You sure you don't want to put a jumper on? He's like, no, I'm right. Head off down the highway. Was just start shivering. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I've got no heater. But it, it, driving it up to the snow, so I'm getting like hammered by snow in the ice <laughs> in the blizzard. Got the window down because I can't defrost no, the windows. <laughs> I'm gonna have the window down. Oh man, it was a loose, loose in the vehicles. But that, but the kilometres like driving to there. That surf we did, we were back by lunchtime. It was yeah, like no. midday and I'm back. But WA... It's WA's blown right out. Yeah. But Victoria for me, like, because I'm used to going to the snow, Yeah. Four, four hours is like, that's an okay drive. Anything beyond four, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's too far. I did six today. Yeah, well, that's right. And growing up in Tassie, anything beyond two to three is like, whoa. So we wouldn't drive to the... What's North, Marawa? Marawa is like three and a half hours. So yeah. no, so we were, I went to Marrow like twice in my life because it's too fucking far go. to drive. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like you know half an hour past Margs for us. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And like my tolerance has changed, but it's not. I don't by any means have a West Australian tolerance. I'm like four or five hour kind of guy. Like but the, you guys are probably like six, ten hour. Weirdos. I'm I'm probably yeah ten, twelve. Yeah. Is is my? Um, <clears throat> that's a long drive. The so. long. I mean, we did coming back from. Uh, the last big trip I did yeah I think we did like 1400 k's that day so that was a prick of a day um, but look I, I reckon for me my kind of comfortable is 12 yeah. um, beyond that it starts to get pretty shitty yeah. so what are you willing to do in a day and what is the what That's, would you do for a weekend trip it's the alternative because people oh, would yeah, always we, say to me weekend trip's three and a half for me three and a half Three and a half is like my comfortable but zone. Albany, Albany, four and a half. Because yeah, I, like I, 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 I don't do week. I don't do Albany weekends. Ah, some of us have got to work, mate. Monday to Friday. <laughs> but, but but we had this this thing we like people get home or they get have a few beers after work. Get home at ten, and it's like ten o'clock. I'm in Albany already. Yeah. Or yeah, like yeah. get home, put the footy on. Footy finishes. It's ten o'clock. I'm somewhere else. I'm four and a half hours away. Like yeah. That yeah. sort of stuff. Just like, you know, when you, oh, fuck, how did you drive nine hours on the weekend? It's like, well, you sat at a desk for eight hours yeah. today. How the fuck? If you told me you had to sit in a, in a cubicle for this long, like, it's just ridiculous. I'm with yeah. you on this. But I think you push it, the weekend trip beyond, but like, you, too far. You, like, you got it. So, yeah, so you, you don't you've, have to. you've got a destination where I can go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, sure. So for me, it's kind of like, well, I've got, I can go anywhere. Whereas for three days, I'll happily 
when it, as soon as it goes to three three days, my tolerance changes to six so hours. A long weekend is yeah. A long okay. weekend, I'm suddenly yep. six hours. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's a, I agree. It's a, it's a big difference, and so suddenly you know, Brammer and those kinds of places. Yeah, so I reckon I've got a similar tolerance tolerance to you. It's that yeah. three to four hours for a, for a weekend, but you you can blow it out. And, just, and if, if it's a hours. if it's a week, but where it was, we'll do a twelve hour for a weekend. We did like I just think it's in. You got to put it in context. But the funny one, the funniest one we did was Newman for the weekend. Yeah. So left Friday that's, night. That's a 13 hour drive. <laughs> drove through. So it's 1260 Ks. So it was like 14 hour drive. Yep. And then we drove there. Shit of a drive. We were in Newman. So 14 hours to get there. We were in Newman for 18 hours. How underwhelming. Well, the best bit was <laughs> Callum, the bloke I did it with, he jumped on one ball and bucked off in about two and a half seconds. <laughs> that was his fucking trip. And then we hit the tins. We went to bed about 3.30 in the morning. We were like, no, we were at the at the rodeo grounds went to bed oh, at 3 yeah. 30 got up at 7 and just oh. drove and then like and but we had this hire car so we just sat on 140 yeah, yeah and just like we'd overtake all the rodeo fastest crew. cars in the world yeah it's brilliant yeah, yeah and then we'd drink beer and play a game of pool at all the roadhouses and then we'd overtake all the rodeo crew again drink a beer play some <laughs> pool overtake all the rodeo crew it was the best they were just hating us like these Dickheads. But it still took us 14 hours to get home. Yeah, yeah. We averaged 100 Ks for the whole trip. But yeah, like that's a thing stupid. But we used to have. It's great. I used to have a theory, and I don't abide by it anymore, but it's the activity that you're doing. So if you're forward driving, the activity is driving. It's fine. Yeah. Do it for as long yeah, as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're surfing or skiing, I need to do the activity for longer than I'm spending in the car. That that was like. That's that, a good That's rule. how you warrant yeah. a good trip. But these days I don't do that. If I get an hour surf in for four hours driving, I'm fine with it. But yeah. that was the, the balance. You know, like a Kaloha and Dino just surf for eight I don't hours. Know. Like a, the freaks. Like Can that. I bring it back to fire to fork? Sure. Favorite fire recipe when you're out in the shticks? Um, look, my favorite uh, honestly changes all the time. Um, I would say my favourite crowd pleaser and uh, no, not probably deaf by far the recipe I've I've had. Everyone bloody messages me going, "Holy shit, I tried this and it's awesome!" Is pulled pork. It is the most idiot-proof recipe you can do. You could, all you need is a camp oven, which you can get for like thirty bucks. Yeah. Um, throw your pork and your liquids and all the shit. There's a recipe on my website. Super, super. I think it's like six ingredients max, including the pork. At which stage um, do you pull the pork? <laughs> then why are you waiting <laughs> that's a slow cook so that's the camp oven yeah, running, so running a, for six hours or something oh, like it's that about, it's about three hours three yeah. hours yeah um, but it's great because you pull in you, if you pull into camp at you know say three yep um, which is or, or if you're at camp and you you know you come back from your surf or whatever or come back from a fish yep chuck on you know you, you light your fire chuck on your thing at three and then you sit back and relax you, that's it your job's done. You just at the, at the end of it, you grab a wrap, a little bit of green shit, put some pulled pork yep. in, and that's it. That bag of coleslaw it is perfect, or, or make it yourself if you're feeling fancy, which I don't think I do. But but whatever you want, like man, I think yeah, a bit of red cabbage is a killer for camping because it lasts about two weeks in the fridge. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah they they're, last. So never take lettuce. Always red cabbage. Okay. Was we're going to Red Bluff? Yeah. Let's red pull a pork. for sure. And let's take a red cabbage and make a nice little... Yeah. You could even pick a little... And then, and then yeah. t- for, your, for your coleslaw seasoning, all you use is Kewpie mayo. 
Oh, yeah. And, uh, we, are, we are all across the kitchen. Yep. Right. So, cucumber mayo mixed with lime. Yep. Oh, and yeah. salt and pepper. Yeah. And mix that up, and that's your coleslaw mayo. Can we just recap that? Go. What is it? Koopy mayo. Koopy mayo. With lime. With lime and a bit of salt and pepper. Yeah. Just like, uh, you know. With your red cabbage and your. And your red cabbage? Uh, just li- literally just red cabbage. And yep. It's uh, so good. Shit, yeah. Good you know, what, what do you like to marinate your pulled pork in? Um, so. In uh, the recipe's on the website, but but it's off the top of my head. It's what is the just firetofork.net. Um, so it's uh, barbecue sauce, stock, onion, garlic, chili, pork. Yeah, that's yeah. the barbecue sauce. That's the barbecue sauce is crucial. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it do, uh, like I, I honestly I just use like Coles barbecue sauce. because yeah. um, Sam uh, Miso is celiac, so I have to use it. Yeah. Because uh, it's gluten free, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter like the, the super quality because yeah. you're slow cooking it in there. It's gonna, oh, it's, it's awesome. Gonna and if you use a bit of barbecue delicious. sauce, and then you add in a wrap, yeah, yeah, and oh, it's, yeah, a bit of chili in there is always good. All right, well, but no, uh, it's killer. When we're up in red, absolutely bluff, let's, killer. Let's yeah. What what other what are the other go tos? Because like place like Red Bluff, no running water, no electricity. You're cooking on fire, so it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. What you're doing, but like, what are you actually? So what would you say to take along? Like, what are your staples? Because yeah. I, I know what I eat. Bacon, eggs, freeze the shit, cook some meals beforehand. But, like, yeah. give us some, some inside. Um, so, like, a, a ripper, I, I really like doing some of the kind of fun stuff to look at. Um, because Fire to Fork's quite sort of visual, yeah. um, it, it actually... What I found is even at camp, it, like, well, I, I cooked this super elaborate meal yesterday that didn't cook nearly as didn't taste nearly as good as the actually way 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 easier meal I cooked the night before <laughs> so I did like crumbed cutlets the night yeah. before and they were incredible and then I cooked this like slow cooked hanging lamb thing that um today um and or last night and it was like yeah it was nice but it wasn't as good as the crumbed cutlets <laughs> but yeah. something to sort of engage people and also because it tastes bloody delicious is just peri peri chicken on a stick like yeah. you, you make your own little, you get two like wire sticks um, and you make your own little spit. Yeah. You just put two wire sticks in the ground, bluffs a bit hard because it's bloody solid ground. Um, and then just a normal stick, a green stick, and then put some chicken on it and just flick that over. It's really, really easy. Just to, flick it every now and then. Just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like every 10 minutes or whatever, you probably only need one round, so, you know, th- three sides. Yeah. Um, and half an hour you've got some, like it tastes so much better cooked on a spit than it does cooked you know in any other way like in a fry pan or whatever you, you cook it so you just get this nice smoky flavor the other one is um uh, bagels on a stick you can just use frozen bagels yeah pull them out put them on a stick it like smokes through them and it's so good it's not like smoked fish it's it's a you know, yeah it's a really nice just like a smoky flavor through them then you just get a bit of cherry, you cherry bagels cherry. bagels right so you put a stick out you yep. put hang the bagels on the stick yep and then you just cook some bacon and um, avo and well, no, you know, cook the avo but, and some cherry tomatoes, chuck them in. Awesome. Uh, you have it on the smoked pretty, bagel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, that's a good shout. Smoking things above the campfire. Yeah. It just adds heaps of flavour. and it's. I remember having it as having a leftover one in the office the next day and I was like, holy shit, this is a campfire. Yeah, you're so out of context yeah when you're yeah. sitting there in front of the campfire and you can just smell smoke anyway the smoky flavor is nowhere near as intense where when you're, when you're back in the office it's like whoa this is gnarly ripping yeah okay I like that 
We need what's the best like things for the keep a long time as well to take camping. You know, a week fridge that's going to be on and off, or an esky that's getting warmer slowly. Like bacon, yeah. and obviously cured meats is brilliant. Cured meats are uh, oh, cured meats, and and also um, I've got a really cheap smoker. Yeah, like a like a fifty dollars smoker. And that's wicked if you catch like Australian salmon or something like that. You can chuck that in the smoker; it'll last heaps longer. Um, uh, but yeah, cured meats, smoked meats, um, and um, uh, the veg- the red cabbage is a good red cabbage. So veggies wise, like don't just basically green vegetables don't last. Yeah, it's really annoying. So if you want green vegetables, you got to go canned peas. Yeah, there's nothing like wrong with can pay or can, no, it's can fine. Carrots it, 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 I'm just saying, like, in terms of your fresh stuff, in yep. ge- if it's a general rule, green shit doesn't last. Yeah, red shit doesn't last very long either. Purple shit lasts. Purple <laughs> shit lasts. Heirloom carrots, Andy. Heirloom carrots. Heirloom carrots, exactly. Heirloom exactly. yeah. tomatoes last longer. What? There's heirloom. I'm what? thinking like, have you seen heirloom tomatoes? They're the best Detroit. tomatoes you'll ever eat. Yeah. But no, beetroot's I mean, awesome oh sweet potatoes beetroot, wicked sweet potato those things last what's the heirloom tomato oh, obviously oh. it's purple I'm just no it's not purple it's what? it's red but it's got it's, it's an ba- apple it's basically got <laughs> so you know you know when you cut open a tomato and it's heaps of seeds in the middle yeah and a little bit of flesh yeah this is like a like a beehive of flesh with little bits of seed in the middle it's like mainly flesh it's basically solid when you cut it open it is epic right it's so tasty yeah, that's how right. just to grow, and they're so bloody. Good. Uh, so that's why we fucked them off and made yep. real tomatoes because yep. they grow instantly. Well, and yeah, because because yeah. because real tomatoes are full of water. Yeah, and this one's full of flesh. Yeah, and water is dollars per kilo. Yeah, cha-ching. Exactly. Yeah, right. We're such. We're, we're dicks. We're dicks, aren't we? We're yeah. dicks. We've ruined weight. Capitalism. We fucked it all. Well, what are we doing? Oh man. Do you, how do you go getting back to the city after a trip like? I know that especially Red Bluff when I go when I get back I've had a week off you know not necessarily social media but technology in general and like when I wake up in the morning all I have to worry about is feeding myself get enough energy to surf is if there's waves yeah go for a hike entertain it and then feed yourself and you're literally just concentrating on all right we've got food we're gonna or we've got water ration the water Feed ourselves. That's it. Like a oh, so, so good, fucking man. simple. And then you come back to this um, bullshit consumerism okay, and capitalism so, and everything that pays our jobs to facilitate us to actually go back and do it all again. I I'm pretty good with it because I I think I'm just kind of numb to it. Um, but I can tell you that after two plus weeks, it's hard. I, I, shit, it's a few a pretty unproductive days. Yeah, you know, two or three unproductive days while I'm trying to sort of get my head around. Oh, Christ. And particularly with, with the... Four, 4,000 DMs. Yeah. You know, you've like, got to reply to ignore. filter through the um, dick pics and things. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so because I... Because of the fight of fork stuff, I've usually got heaps of photos and stuff that I now have to like process and... and get up and whatever so I, I usually just put that in the back burner and like wait wait a week before I even look at it because yeah. I just can't deal with it I can't be fucked yeah um, and and I just try and yeah just try and kind of numb myself to it and, and just think oh yeah I've had, a, I've had a good break now it's back time to get back to it but it does hurt the soul 
yeah, to an extent. Massively. Yeah. What are you, what are you shooting on with your fighter for? Uh, Sony mirrorless full frame. So it's a Sony A7 with some good glass. Is that so? Is that a um, just? So it's, it's not it's, an SLR. It's, it's a. It's so it's the next. It's, so um, DSLRs were the latest and greatest, yep. and they've been superseded by mirrorless. Mirrorless. Mirrorless is better than DSLR, and that's what I'm shooting with. Right. See, so I've been SLR. thinking about this lately because I want to get rid of my SLR. I need something smaller. Yeah. I don't want to. Which is exactly what it is. It's way smaller. Yes. It's like a third of the size. <laughs> so SLR is single lens reflect. Yeah. yeah. And so the mirror drops and it needs that bulk to have a mirror that's sitting yep. like that. It fucking yep. drops when you hit the shutter. Yeah. And it's really annoying because it has a fake sound. Doesn't what? Need, doesn't need a sound. <laughs> it's a fucking mirrorless. There's no... That's bad for upskirting, isn't it? Yeah, horrible. Horrible for upskirting. And you can't turn it that's off. That's why they've got it. The fake sound, I think. I, I'm reading something about like they, they still have the fake sound, so you can't go around upskirting. Well, the, the, the new ones you can, but my ones are a couple of years old. So, but but, but oh, so when I was um, when I got it, it used to weird me out because um, with my DSLR, I could sit there and listen to what the shutter speed was, yeah. and I go, oh, yeah. oh no, that sounded too slow. It goes, yeah. oh no, no, that was like you know a fifth of a yeah. second. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like about a 40th of a second, roughly, uh, on my current one, which in broad daylight is way too slow. Yeah. So I keep, it, it took me, honestly, like three months just to get used to this fake sound. Yeah. So whenever Sam would take a photo, I'd be like, oh, no, you fucked up the settings. Come in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you blew that one. She'd be like, it's a thousandth. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, it's the pretend sound. Yeah, right. Yeah. Good, um, good bit of kit. It is. It has seriously. I, I I got to a point with my DSLR. I just didn't want to take photos because it was so bulky. It was such a pain in the ass. Getting the Sony has completely re-inspired me to take photos. I, I take I take better that. photos. I want to take more photos. I love using it. It is a just a great bit of kit. Yeah. The SLR, like I hate, and I always forget. I go on holiday. So I go on. A, ski or a surf trip and I'll forget to grab my SLR because it's just mm. it's big and bulky and I don't like carrying it and like if you're hiking somewhere I hate oh. taking it I took it I grabbed it the other day the battery was dead so I didn't even use it but, I was like uh, I've got to get rid of this thing I need something else and I was like I, I'm not keeping up to date There's get a Sony better. get an A7 specifically an A7 they, they're going for bugger on money the, about 1200 bucks for the body apparently the Huawei phone's got some crazy digital zoom that holds holy um, shit I used one the other day did you it blew my dick off it's like a two grand <laughs> phone it, was, it cost more than my camera yeah. <laughs> for the body Who, whose was that uh, a guy I know like, borrow a Huawei no I, I didn't borrow it it was at a wedding and this guy started taking some photos and I was like holy fuck man. yeah I watched the ad like the, there's like you know 20 time digital zoom but holding psycho crisp he asks her back you're like what Which Huawei is, yeah what am I grab yeah what, what am I grab, grab? <laughs> <laughs> no, no that's my pet Huawei <laughs> oh that's the other thing I wanted to ask you is because what what about what are you a coffee connoisseur yeah oh, like, no connoisseur I like you know, coffee no, 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 but you're not gonna you don't drink Nescafe out, out nah. there no so nah. what what's your um how do you brew coffee? Oh, up? this is this has gone through many iterations. I had at one stage I had a little twelve volt coffee machine, which was awesome. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? I know, it was, but but it, but it was about the size of a bottle of beer. Yeah, okay. So it's not yeah. not a big thing. Yeah. It's like this little Compressor. thing. Yeah, it's a compressor and a heater. 
um, plug it into your Siggy lighter and and you, you, can, you can either pour grounds in there or you can get these they're like a tea bag pod but 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 because it's like a tea bag style, it's only a bit of mesh, like a paper mesh on it, so you can just throw it in the fire afterwards. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, that thing shat the tin so many times it wasn't even funny, and I just end up throwing it, throwing like my fourth one in the bin because I was sick of having these things replaced. Now I use an AeroPress, which is wicked. I was hoping you'd say that because I was I want to buy an AeroPress. That is the best camp coffee I've ever had, but. Uh, to make things more annoying, I use a so I use a Porlex grinder, hand grinder. Yeah, it's a hand grinder that I use with a drill. Serious <laughs> 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 business. Well, I've got a drill in a car, bugger. You know, if you're travelling with a not drill, not here to fuck spiders. Yeah, we're not here to fuck spiders. Okay, so the AeroPress mm. done. And AeroPress, if you're out there, mine off the wood would <laughs> not <laughs> off the wood. Like, I'm just gonna drink through. <laughs> I think they're only about bowl. forty bucks. No, no. They're, and they're great and they're light you can use them for hiking yeah. I, I love it yeah. you were telling me um, is it Ronnie Dahl who's got the segment um, called Do You Need It? yes for driving that yes. is the best segment it's because such there's a good so segment. much shit out there and and my old man loves a gadget and it's mm. uh, you know oh you need this gadget whereas I am happy to camp with a swag and that's it keep it minimal and yeah, surfboard. Yeah. keep it like I'll survive if I don't have it I won't use it that's yeah, my yeah, theory yeah. I'll, I might miss it, but I won't use it if it's not there yep. and everything's light off. So what's your like potentially, what's, what comes up with those? Do you need it full driving? I like it. It's a brilliant segment. What, one of my favorite questions, uh, my, I've got on my Instagram, sorry, on my YouTube channel, I've got this thing called Fire to Talk, which is right. where I interview Good. people. Um, <laughs> and one of my favorite questions to ask people is, um, what's the most, what's your favorite unnecessary thing you bring? <laughs> Yeah, because um, there are so many. Like we, all, you know, we what could be a drill for your coffee grinder. No, that's bloody necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much crucial compared to some of the unnecessary shit that I bring. <laughs> um, you know, my drone is pretty unnecessary, oh, but drone, it's also yeah. but it also pays the bills. So drones um, are interesting, aren't they? Because they are unnecessary. They take up a lot of space. Yeah, and, and they ruin the serenity. Like portable speakers. Fuck, it looks cool. Complete. Completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Listen to the crickets. They're quite nice. The, sometimes it is nice to have some good tunes. Yeah, with a like bass in it. So for me, for me, like sitting there on after a few days, you know, when you're having like a, a few afternoon beers, it's quite nice to have a few tunes. I, I don't know. I'm quite a fan of it. But also, again, if you don't have it, you enjoy the crickets. Yeah, you, you really hear do the, enjoy the, the, the waves hitting the sand. Yeah, you know, well, the crackle of the fire. There's other we, things. I've done some ski trips up to the high country in Victoria and you end up putting a phone in a trangy yep. thing well, and, and you sit there listening to that and some people will get really annoyed with you. You're like, what are you doing? We're up here with a serenity. And it's like, yeah, but we're also sipping whiskey and having a little party. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, I mean, shit. Um, the fact that my fridge is a fridge freezer so I've got two sections in it. I like to bring ice for my drinks just because <laughs> fuck it it's a freezer I'll put, I'll put a bloody no, you've drink. got the freezer I've got a freezer I may as well put ice in it so, so people people usually go oh I've got ice for my esky I'm like I've got ice for my drinks I, yeah. I don't have an esky I don't own an esky I have three fridges fine. yeah I've just bought frozen water to show off yeah I'm just gonna throw it at your tent yeah I'm gonna make more tomorrow <laughs> yeah. but, but this this whole overlanding thing it gets I was, super elaborate I was like not 
I didn't do any in Tassie and it's not everyone in Tassie but it's a lot of people in Tassie it's all about the wilderness so it's like hiking and with stuff on your back yeah so it was about lightweight tents mm-hmm. and um, trangy for cooking and minimal food and whatnot and then like car camping it's just like a whole another thing that I, I never had anything to do with growing up because we were just like we're going wilderness yeah and I reckon bringing the two together is is kind of the future because car camping shit is getting so heavy and so big. I mean, I've, I've got a chair at home that is basically the size of the swag I had. It's <laughs> a kid. A four-seater, like, four-piece oh, lounge. I've got a three-seat three-seat lounge. Good. Yeah. So you should. So you, so you yeah. should. Yeah. It was free, obviously. <laughs> well, I might be able to give you a tip. I learned this one at Wage and Rodeo. So the old blow-up couches, you know, mm-hmm. the blow-up furniture. Yeah. The boys, and same thing for their mattresses and tents. No, no um, compressor, not required. Just straight on the exhaust pipe. <laughs> just like, of the car, running the car, like, boop, like a few revs, boom. You, all of a sudden, you've got a couch. Quick, Man. shut that off. Don't breathe too much of that. Is that in. okay? It seems okay. It works. It's I've warm. got a turbo diesel. So if, if it's not too hot, like... Yeah, I was going to say, my turbo diesel you, runs... You want to wait till the car's cooled and yeah. like, just start it. Run and a hose off it, it to cool it down a bit. Well, yeah, you could run some... Yeah, distance between it. But brilliant, it worked. We had it, a, we what had if a it just slowly leaks in the... If my car got on boost, I've got 400 yeah. degree <laughs> oh, exhaust temps. I'd yeah. be fucked. What's that? If my car gets on boost, I've got 400 degree exhaust temps. Yeah, yeah that, that would just... Be that that would, yeah. That's gone. The floating swan is going to be exploded. <laughs> but so I, I've, I've started actually working with companies who do do hiking gear. Um, so like I've got Helinox chairs and stuff that are... Um, I worked out I can fit eight Helinox chairs in the same space of my one traditional overlanding chair. Like, you know, your, your What's Helinox chair. Helinox chair, do you explain that to us? So Helinox is a brand. And yeah. It's, um, they make lightweight, like one and a half kilo. Um, one and a half kilos is their their biggest chair. It's their most elaborate. It's their yeah. big, like bulkiest, heaviest. It's got a full back. It's got all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, they, they make super lightweight ones. But I was like, oh shit, it's going in the car. I'll just get the heaviest one. And it's one and a half kilos and takes up about as much room as, well, about as much room as a bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, which is incredible for me. All of a sudden, instead of having two or three massive chairs that take up nearly as much room as a bloody swag, um, I've got these two bottles of wine worth. Yeah, and so I'm free to have space. Especially if you're rocking like a station wagon or something. Like it's mm. one, and you've got to go car camping. Totally. We did a trip up the East Coast with four of us in a car. In your laser. Uh, this is post laser, but it's a wrap four, <laughs> a similar similar size. It's like the car was chockers. Like by the time you chuck a couple of surfboards in, your tents, your your seats, your whatever, and we were we didn't have all the fancy gear. Like it was chocker block. Yeah. So getting getting a bit more lightweight seems a way. Yeah, to go. I've and I've been because of because of what I'm doing with Fighter Four. I of, of, often get gear to like try out. Yeah, or just a photograph because that's another part of it. That's that's how I make money off it as well. Is there's stuff that doesn't go on Instagram that is purely me taking something out into the bush because I've already got a camp set up. Yeah, and I just take photos of it and I sell. So the brand has said, "Hey, we'll give you, you know, a few hundred bucks um, if to take some photos of this thing in the bush." Yeah, sure, no worries. Yeah, I don't have to plug it. I don't say anything good about it. I'm selling my photos. Just yeah. I can make your product look look glamorous. Because you're going out there doing it. Anyway. And, but they're, and they're not saying, oh, look, Fire to Fork loves this thing. 
I'm not even in the photos. They're just yeah. some photos I took. Yeah. And that's a whole different, you know, revenue stream. And, okay. and that's a photographer revenue stream, not a fighter fork revenue stream. The most use, useless thing I've ever seen in the bush, and I've seen it several times, is the, the boot swag. That is right up there. The boot <laughs> swag. Yeah, it's a fucking yeah. miniature swag. Oh, yeah. you put your boots in it to keep them dry. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you have but to set it up. But it's a, you know, it's got poles. It's got arch poles and a little, and you zip and you fold out. You put your boots inside it and zip them up. For people who haven't it's heard of plastic bags. What if you tried in a puddle that day? Well, that's fine because it's in the boot swag. It's the yeah, boots like get to sleep in there. Yeah, but they're out of the dew. They're away from the dew. They're out of the, no spiders. They're in their swag next to your swag. Seriously? The boots bag. It's a real thing. It exists. I, no, I know. I know. I've seen it. Re- absolutely obscene. Fucking mental. I've seen a very small dog in one. That was quite funny. Um, <laughs> That's perfect. So I've that got, makes sense. I've got a 38 kilo puppy that sleeps at the end of my swag. Like, in it. Yeah. Like, it's great. Swags are long. Warmer. They hate the swag warmer. Yeah, yeah. Coming into winter. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is right up there. I, I love the ARB branded Jaff lines where they actually brand your Jaffel. As I, I was like, oh, this has gone too far. <laughs> gone too far. Really? Have you Jaffel. got fired fork branded um, Jaff lines? That's perfect. I've got yeah. a branding iron. Just actual branding. An actual branding you iron. You just brand, brand a few wallabies. Like I just run through all, the campsite. And I just, just brand all kinds of shit. Yeah, I've, I've branded a few people's boots. Yeah. Um, Have you branded anyone's body? No, not yet. It'll not yet. happen. I'm just waiting for was? Someone, someone to brand me late at night. Yeah, for the right price. <laughs> we'll do it for the right price. For the right, everything's got its price. We, we had a few tins in the shed and decided to make our mates have a, a site called Intense Off-Road, um, spelled Intense, T-N-T-S. Yep. Um, they, uh, we decided to make, they were really jealous of my branding on, so I decided to make one, uh, which was just a big cock. Um, so yeah made it, it's beautifully made actually we, we put a lot of effort into it yeah. <laughs> far more than it deserved um, I think I've so whenever I leave firewood or whenever we were leaving firewood at campsite I, 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 oh that's a super unnecessary thing I always bring is a chainsaw um, <laughs> and not a small chainsaw it's a fucking monster <laughs> we'll bring you a I chainsaw yeah. we'll keep um, one there's no trees I haven't got one but we'll bring one doesn't matter. We'll just let everyone know we're here. Yeah. At Bluff, it was brilliant because they sell wood for a dollar a kilo. So we loaded up my roof rack with like this perfectly cut, you know, to size wood. Yeah. And so you get there and it's like a week, no worries. We've got more than enough wood on the roof. And that actually was really good. Um, but anyway, any wood we left behind at campsites just had big cocks branded all over it because, well, it's free wood, but it's got it's dicks free on wood, it. but yeah, it's going to have a cock on it. Yep. <laughs> Look, I think we're we're getting to the end here. So, uh, should we jump ahead to last drinks? Last drinks. You calling last drinks? So last. I'm a- calling last drinks. Last drinks. Um, Harry is just where we go around and say what has got you stoked this week. What's getting you going this week? What's got you frothing this What's week? What's got you frothing That's this last week? Drinks. That's how you wind up. What are you giving me that look for? What? Well, uh, you go. What do you got? Do you want me to go? Yeah, yeah. I want well, you to mine, go first. Mine What's is... got you frothing this week, Andy? <laughs> There's been a lot of stuff got me frothing lately. Good. But you can have two. The, it's, a, it's a crossover one. Okay. It's winter is coming. So one, I've really been loving Game of Thrones. You watch it? 
I have watched it. I'm not up to date, so so I'm, I'm one I've episode current, behind at the moment. No, I haven't watched the current season. I, I so it, I'd list, so I've gone back to illegally downloading after two years of not doing it. Um, so I got you know got back on Pirate Bay. I've got me um, my VPN, my views going, and I'm back illegally <laughs> downloading shit. And I only do it for Game of Thrones because like what the fuck else am I going to do? Like sign up to Foxtel? I don't think so. Yeah, like you know that's. Anyway, so, but winter is coming and actual winter is coming. And I was thinking about it the other day. I'm going to do half of my winter in Victoria, half in New South Wales. So I've like listed every Australian um, backcountry ski trip that I want to do before I drop dead. And I was like, all right, I want to do one of them this year in Victoria, one in New South Wales. So I've got, wow. and I started getting really frothing about, about doing them. Is this when you messaged me the other day? This is when I messaged the other night <laughs> and said, do you want to uh, climb Mount Cook with Just me? like that was it. That's a long-term goal, but yeah. So yeah, winter, awesome. winter's got me frothing because, yeah, I think get up to the Victorian high country and do some skiing and then uh, later in the season get up yep. to uh, Kosciuszko. Kosciuszko. Kosciuszko, as yeah, it's quick, known. Quick, quick test for you two. How do you spell Kosciuszko? Jesus fuck! I'm not going to try. Don't bother because it doesn't. It's but I know that it's there's a J in it. Kosciuszko. Oh right. I didn't know it's not Kosciuszko. The Aussies called it Kosciuszko. Kosciuszko or something. Kosciuszko. Yeah. yeah. So the when the um when they settled over on that coast, there's there, no J in it. Kosciuszko. Because but they they um. Oh, it's Russian. Yeah. Ooh. So so like anyway, whoever it was that they named it after. Oh mate quite a keen explorer but he would get go to trips up there with the indigenous folk of the time because they'd all migrate up there during the spring season when the bogon moths come out and they'd go and eat all the bogon moths like just on droves under rocks so after the snow melt there's just bogon moths everywhere who's eating them? the indigenous aboriginals and so they would like take these you know white explorers discoverers more so namers of the time up there and like hence they like because they didn't no one discovered Kosciuszko they just named it right yeah, yeah. do yeah. you remember no. um, at Mount Hocken back in the day our season 2004 yeah, 2004 the that winter was... ended Was and I stayed up to work after the season and this other guy Gummy who yes he's actually a good mate of mine now but everyone hated him at the time anyway he was out and about one day and someone who didn't like him has gone in and just opened his bedroom window and gone out and if you and that and when he got back his room was just wall to wall bogon moth <laughs> these things like, are fucked like, like, like everywhere they were in and I had my window closed and they'd get under the windowsill like they'd line the windowsills like you crack the window and they're like boom explode in your room the light on he's he's out Someone's He's it. out. They've just Lime turned his out. light on. Window wide open. The fucking room is just fucking moths. I think as Brogan was talking about it, someone was talking about it. It's like, how much of a bad deal did moths get? Like, we love butterflies, and moths are fucking disgusting. Fucking and they're they're almost exactly the same <laughs> thing. Like, oh, I fucking can't stand moths. I like, I genuinely am a moth hater. They, they have that so. dust. They leave that yeah, dust. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Do you know their yeah. defense mechanism is they fly so retarded, and I'm going to use that word. They fly in fucking crazy actions, like with no direction, and that's their defense mechanism because birds can't 
guess where they're traveling. If they're traveling in one direction or they're floating like a butterfly, so they, they can be eaten. Like they just fly like a fucking spanner. That's like, that is literally like humans having genetic mutation that meant that we were somehow stronger. Like, apologies in advance, but Down By syndrome people were like the yes. fucking, they were stronger than us and they just killed all of the non-Down syndrome people, but they only lived to 30. And that was, and then all of a sudden, the human race has taken a backward step. But that's what made them actually prevail. Like, so I moths fucking have, hate moths. You lost me. There, I like. Big time. I don't mind. I, don't, I have people. no idea what you were just talking about. Here, <laughs> and I was trying to catch up with you, but I couldn't. I got it. I was there. I was there. Were you there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I didn't yeah. know. I don't like moths. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just like I was looking at you trying to figure it out this is just like he's just saying Darwinism failed with moths oh with moths because okay. the okay. more retarded it was a, they it are was the, a, uh, the more retarded they are they, the more yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. they survive right that was a um, it was a metaphor oh, that, I'm angry already. anyway okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry about moths I'm who was like... the, Harry what's gotten you pumped this week you've been doing stuff oh so I was actually I was just thinking Honestly, so I drove across a salt lake yesterday and today, and that's a really fucking bad idea. You should never drive across a salt lake. I don't recommend it to anyone. So my mate who I was camping with goes, we pull up to the salt lake. He goes, yeah, well, cool. We'll hike out on it. And there were just all these tracks across it. He goes, you could drive to that island. And I was like, yeah, you could drive to that island. He goes, no water. He goes, yeah, it's, it's just a, a, a dry salt, salt lake. Man, but yeah. salt lakes have like a, a hard crust. And then if you sink, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, so as you drive that island there's tracks across it I was like oh he goes yeah go on do it so I said fuck it I will do it and I didn't really think it through and I just went um, with the intention that if I started to sink down I would just stop he'd winch me back out it looked closer it was about a K and a half <laughs> that's not close at all we had a 25 metre winch cable <laughs> anyway I just, as I got further, I went, oh shit, I just need to go faster and faster because if I start to sink here, I'm fucked. But once you're 100 meters away, you might as well be three Ks away. So I just picked up the speed and anyway, I made it to the island. No worries. My car weighs 3.8 tons. Like it's, this is not a lot. Holy shit, made it. Cool. He comes across. I was like, yeah, air down, come across. All good. Next day, this morning, he drives across. He's like, cool. I'm going to get the drone out. I want to film you coming coming back. I was like, cool. Yep, sounds good. So I head off. And there's this middle bit that's really slidey. And the arse end of the car slips a little bit. I counter it. All of a sudden, I hit one of his tracks and sink in the middle of the salt lake. <laughs> good. And I was like, oh, well, rest in peace, Brick. That's, that car's staying there forever. <laughs> Good. Let's hope it doesn't rain. Yeah, it was due to rain tomorrow. Um, I got out with a recovery thing that I always thought was, frankly, a bit of a marketing wank, which is Max Tracks. I let the tires down to seven, seven psi, <laughs> yeah. um, and I popped the car out onto the crust and just drove out on Max Tracks. It Max took tracks. like forty-five minutes. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm like. I've had Max Tracks in my shed for a couple of years. I never use the things. And now I'm like, oh my God, this is the best thing I own because it actually just saved my car. Like, Good. My car would still be there 100% if I didn't have Max Tracks. 
also yeah. also available in generic models. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, actually, if, if you want to buy treads, that's fine because Max Tracks get twenty percent of the revenue from treads because <laughs> as 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 part of a as part of a profit. Are you do. actually sponsored by Max Tracks? Did oh, they gave get... me a free set, but I don't, oh, I don't yeah, get any money. But the Max Tracks like, own the um the yeah. technology or whatever. Like yes, yeah, so, so which is plastic. Yeah, yeah. So, in so, board so, format. Yes. Yeah. So so uh, actually, and, and what happened was, quick, quick, very quick one. Max Tracks, obviously, own the technology. Treads blatantly copied it. Max Tracks sued them and they came to a settlement which was that Max Tracks gets 20% of the profits of Treads. So they don't give a shit if you buy Treads or if you buy Max Tracks. They yeah, get tons of profit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I, I actually, so a friend generic, bought me some <laughs> generic brand. I don't know what they're, maybe they're Treads. He got a set and chucked me an extra set and I was like, oh yeah, great. New car. First day on the sand around on Christmas Day, actually, down in Albany. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we'll go for a surf and we're just cruising back. And because I'm used to driving manual on the beach. Yeah. And you know where you are and you're in control. I was in auto, cruising back on the beach, just watching a wave. And all of a sudden, like, you know, 15k an hour sort of thing. And then the cars just jumped up two gears, hit a soft spot. And I was like, no And we just stopped. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Like, no, I'd, anyway, I sat there, spent an hour on Christmas Day digging the car out. But Max Tracks saved us because exactly that, when you'd like dig the car out, it just kept sinking down and down. Yeah. So, like, get one to as soon one as you, wheel out. You get that track out, on. You, get, yeah, it was you fine. pop out, yeah. Yeah, it was, but yeah, no, uh, those things are genius. And, and they both have their advantages. So Max Tracks, you can you can't put wheel spin on; they they rip the rip the lugs off, but treads yeah. snap. Yeah, okay. much harder plastic, but they snap. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, whatever. That, we're out of it. That's good froth. I like it. Bit of recovery kit froth. Mm. I like it. I had many things that I frothed on. You don't have to choose one. Just one. Yeah. All right. You can't um, froth on multiple things. That's a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been frothing on? Well, I've frothed on the Bell's action um, recently. Oh, we could do a whole podcast. I know on we it, could right? do a whole podcast on it, but um, watched it live. The big day, the big day at Bell's, the fifty-year storm day, yep. and so that was Friday at work, and I watched it at work. It was work like on an here. eight to ten foot day at Bell's that was howling on shore that no one would have surfed normally, it's and they made a competition go out there. It's bigger than eight foot, eight to, eight to twelve. What'd you say? Large. It was big. I don't even know how to measure waves after that height. It doesn't too big for me. Five times overhead on set. I was thinking we do. I think we do a specialised podcast after each surfing event, just for people that like surfing. That like surfing because I feel like we can talk about it, but we shouldn't talk about it. There's people that do it better than us. Who? Lipped. Who I listen to. Let them do it. Yeah. So so I listened to the Lipped potty after bells, and I was pumped for it. As soon as it came out, I was on, listened to it that night. And they just talked about that. And because Kale Bellwarren was on the ski. He was the jet ski safety. Safety and like driving the guys back. But man, the big day and like how people didn't appreciate what the fuck was happening. Like people joke, oh, the 50 year storm, you're going to die out there. But getting washed over the rocks at the button, like when you surf at Winky and Bells, there's plaques there to people that have died getting slammed on those rocks there's caves in it there's holes there's boils it's full on a day half that size paddling out around that you're like worst case scenario here is a set rolls through and you bounce and you get caught inside by 10 ways and get washed over the button yeah and that was happening yeah multiple times guys are finishing waves and go like John John Florence went across the button yeah 
because it was high tide, they were just getting washed across it. That, that yeah, it was mental. It, it was, was absolutely it was mental. mental. And the action having overlapping heats going on, there was so much going on. Like I lost it. I, I was frothing at work. Like I literally had the TV on mute. I had my phone on my desk watching it start to fuck all work and then overfroth listened to the podcast and loved it and I was like fuck I'm gonna watch the next those four hours like of a surf contest where not a great deal happens in four hours like four heats but to sit down that is something I'm gonna watch again and and it got me frothed the other the no contest video from that because they showed all Victoria they showed Bird Rock and everything and it Got me massively frothing to get back to Vico and surf some. Mate, I've been waves. surfing there, and I've yeah. had la- the last two surfs I've had there have been four to six foot pumping surf coast, just long period swell everywhere pumping. And it's an hour with my WA calibration. I'll be there before work. It's an hour and a half. Yeah, probably it's <laughs> yeah. two hours really. Anyway, but Ugh. but still, you'll be calibrated, well calibrated. Yeah, that that got me proper frost. Do we want to know about Harry's Uber rating? Yeah, please. So, so, just so you know, I think I can't remember the exact. I think if you're under four, you're you're a, piece you're of a trash Hitler. human. No, you're Hitler. Like Hitler yeah, you're, is under you're four. A, you're, you're trash. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Uh, above four point seven, I think you, you're you're okay. And there's, there's some four point seven six. Oh, oh Harry, and I, I'm sure it was four point seven five. You just you're making the grade four point five to four point seven five. You still shit can't. Yeah. But 4.76 solid I've just made it past you scraped it. into being <laughs> not a shit cunt you're a regular human with a regular Uber rating but we when we first did this Andy you just got a new phone so you, hence you got a new yeah. Uber account yep and so uh, some time has passed so let me let you, and I, I've actually gone up a pip oh, actually look, two look at I've you I've recently gone up I'm now 4.79 you've, you've toned down up the from 4.77. Um, toxic masculinity <laughs> this manicure. Oh, he shaved his beard. Yeah, 4.76. 4.76. Oh, yeah. Jeez, that is a close, that is a narrow spread. Yeah. Still the shit is cunt here, Andy, by the way. <laughs> wow. 7. Point, oh, well. Um, exactly equal, the same. Equal, all right. Yeah, equal, well, equal shit cunts. Yeah, shit cunts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you think you're better than us? You think you're better than no, me? No, I don't think. I know. It says here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. It's true. You are better than us. Yeah. Look, my I'm public gonna, interactions. I'm going to call confirmed. it. Harry, thanks for hanging out. Oh, man, thank you. If people want to follow you, go to at Fire to Fork on Instagram. Yeah, Fire, fire to Fork fork net. Facebook and Fire to Fork.net, yeah. And where do we find you on YouTube? Just search Fire to Fork. Fire to Fork on YouTube. Yeah. Get around it. Um, yeah, and we'll see you next time. Hooroo. Cheers. <laughs>
Say. 